Now looking ahead to a very busy week in Cheltenham of course and around this time of year we always speak to Derek O'Connor he's got his uh, records uh, lined up over there Derek, busy week ahead for you? Yeah, it is um, yeah, there's three amateur races for the week so I ride in three of them uh, so we start off on Tuesday with uh, Mr Coffee for Nicky Henderson um, so I'm looking forward to him he's going to run a nice race uh, I was over a couple of weeks ago in New Toxeter and he, he ran a very good race and uh, I, think, I think he's after improving since it. So um, I, I'd be hopeful that he's going to be in the placings. Um, after that, it's very difficult to know, you know, it's Cheltenham at the end of the day. Yeah, I guess, but you've got that race course experience. You've got race course winning experience as well. Like So it, fr- from your point of view, that probably takes a few of the unknowns out, does it? Uh, do you know, what it does for me, it, it makes you very comfortable. You don't get anxious about going over there or riding on the race course or, you know, the, the, the atmosphere is electric. But uh, I suppose with that little bit of experience, you take it a little bit more in your stride. Uh, so I have that advantage. But uh, at the end of the day, you still need the motor car uh, underneath you to, to get you over the line. So um, with, with that experience as a jockey, it's definitely a big help. But you still need the horse to, uh, to be good enough at the same time. You're you're there on the opening day, so that's always a, a huge occasion. And, and the motor car you touched on, none better than a dealership like Nicky Henderson's. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. He's an amazing man, uh, and he he's probably the best in the business for producing a horse for a big day. So it was on this horse's uh, target list for a long time to go here. Um, so we're, we're 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 you know without being confident, we're very hopeful of a good run. So that's your first ride of the week. Where do we go from there? So then on Wednesday, we've nothing Wednesday. Uh, on Thursday, I ride a horse for Philip Hobbs, um, a horse called Musical Slave. He's a winner on his last run. Um, again, he's going with a, a reasonable chance. His price doesn't uh, doesn't match his uh, chances. He's, he's actually quite largely priced. I think he's 16 or 18 to 1. Uh to me, he's great value at that. I think he's he'll run a lot better than his price suggests. He, he's he's a winner last time out. Uh, Philip Hobbs' horses are in good form, and again, I'd be I'd be hoping that he'll run a nice race and possibly be in the money again. Do you know, uh, uh, and you know, it's it, going back to it again. Like it's Cheltenham at the end of the day, and it's it's incredibly difficult to win races in Cheltenham because everybody's there and they're trying their best and they're prepped to their to the absolute tee to get there. So. Um, we'd be hoping for a nice run and uh, we'll take whatever we get then. Yeah, that's in the, the Kim Muir, isn't it, at, at half five on the on the Thursday. Um, and on Friday then we're looking at the uh, 14 Hunters Chase, is it? Yeah, um, so I ride a horse for Emmett Mullins uh, in this. It's on the line. Uh, this is a very strong renewal of this race. Uh, there's a there's a lot of Irish horses. Bill away, he's a previous winner from Willie Mullins. To me, he's the most obvious Irish chance he He's not been in terrific form in Ireland, but he always uh, seems to light up and uh, he produces a better run in Cheltenham always. So to me, Billaway is the most obvious horse in this race. Um, so if I if I could ride something in it now to just uh, I'd love to ride. Uh, even though my horse is, is, is uh, very capable, but I'd be a little bit surprised if he was good enough to, to be in the shake-up, I'd say. Speaking of Irish chances, is it another year where we're looking at an Irish-dominated festival, or do you think the gap has closed a little bit? Yeah, do you know, when you look at the declarations for the first two days, um, it's over 60% Irish horses running. Uh, do you know, when you think about it being uh, an English racing festival, 
and uh, 60% of the runners are from Ireland, um, it would lead you to think that it could be an Irish dominance. Uh, the betting suggests the majority of the races are all, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the market suggests that the best horses in most of the races are all Irish horses. The majority of favourites are Irish horses. Um, so you, you'd like to think that we could do very well, but at the same time, uh, we're going over to England and it's on their patch and there's great trainers and there's going to be great racing uh, for the week. So, you know, it's it's the highlight of the year. The, the best of the best are going to be there, you know, in, in relation to jockeys, horses, trainers, uh, all the top owners are represented. So it's going to be a great week and hopefully the Irish horses will do well and personally I hope I, I get on okay as well. No, that'll, be, that'll be brilliant altogether. I was just listening to a preview over the weekend. I think it was the Irish Examiner's one where Ruby Walsh was saying that you put a horse into a box on Irish soil, you take it out on English soil and hope that it goes out the same as it went in. Like There's a lot of kind of unknowns, I guess, for the travelling contingent, isn't there? Oh, God, there is, yeah. So when you think you, uh, if you do all your prep at home and everything goes smoothly, but then you have 10 hours and a ferry crossing uh, as a challenge before you land over in Cheltenham. And horses go into a different environment, uh, uh, you know, a scenario that they've never been in before, possibly. You know, some of these horses is their maiden voyage across the water and then they're into the, the cauldron that is Cheltenham and uh, the atmosphere. It often happens. Uh, horses can leave Ireland, come and calm and collected and fit and ready. And then when they meet uh, Cheltenham after travelling, there's, there's a lot of things can go wrong with travelling. And, uh, you know, you need calm season, you need a, a smooth ferry and you need a, a nice relaxed atmosphere traveling and then when they get over and in the hype of the festival a lot can go wrong so you know there will be disappointments and there will be sad stories but likewise um those great stories come out of it too you know there's there's always fairy tale stories there's small trainers and small handlers and uh, small you know upcoming jockeys you know mark mcdonough tried a winner there a couple of years ago there's, there's always great stories of young upcoming men or, or women in the industry uh, so it's kind of a fairy tale place, so hopefully there will be more fairy tales this year. Yeah, and a couple of Clare interests in as well. I know Martin Brazil has a couple of horses going, and I know there's an Irish or a Clare connection with Donny Hassett down in Quinn as well on, on Gold Cup Day that we'll we'll preview later on in the week. But just to get your thoughts on, you, you mentioned fairy tale stories, and a lot of people I think yeah. will be steaming into the honeysuckle story on Tuesday. Um, it, it'll be a very emotive one, obviously, but uh, as we know, sport doesn't give a damn for emotion a lot of the time. But uh, like you said, that's that's one of the stories of the week coming on the first day. Yeah, she's very, very special horse. Uh, I think the whole situation uh, with Rachel Blackmore, Honeysuckle, that is a fairy tale story. Uh, everyone associates uh, horse racing and uh, with, you know fairy tale stories. You know, we've always had Denoli with uh, Tom Foley and Beaver Salmon with Michael Horrigan. There's always been great stories about horses and uh, people in the big stages. And this is a, this is another one. This is the story of our era: uh, Honeysuckle, Rachel Blackmore, Henry de Bromhead. So. I think we're all very hopeful that she'll bring her A game uh, to the table and she'll win the Bears hurdle. It'll be, it'll be a wonderful story. And, you know, God knows Henry's after having uh, an unbelievably tough year. Mm. And uh, so I think nobody would begrudge them a big day in the sun. Uh, I think it'll be wonderful for racing and wonderful for the Bromhead family. And uh, I don't think anyone would be, uh, there'd hardly be a dry eye in Cheltenham if, if this mare wins. 
yeah, it would be a, a lovely way to, to maybe get some small little bit of closure, although something like that you probably never do. Um, the champion hurdle then, just to get your thoughts on this one, and, and we'll t- finish up talking about the Gold Cup, but uh, Constitution Hill, I know you should be careful, you're obviously connected in there as well, but um, it, a lot of talk about Constitution Hill and a lot of the pundits and, and the experts, particularly uh, in the Irish Examiner's preview anyway, very hard to pick holes seems to be a common comment about this horse. Yeah, he looks bad, uh, real deal. Um, he's he's flawless. He, his jumping is flawless. His attitude is flawless. Uh, his preparation has been flawless. It's very, very difficult to see this horse getting beaten. Um, Nicky Henderson's horses are in good order. There's absolutely no negatives. Uh, unless something on the day leaves him down, which is possible, you know, a jumping error, or you never know what might happen at a race. But... Um, no, he looks he looks a nailed uncertainty really bar an accident in the race. Yeah, that's the champion hurdle half three. Then Friday, Paddy's Day. Everybody will be looking forward to this at half past three. The blue ribbon that is the gold cup, and a lot of the talk centering here around Galapin de Champ and a Plutard being put up potentially as a, a match against us. Uh, a really high class field. Yeah, this is an interesting race now. Uh, Galapin de Champs, uh, when he won the Irish Gold Cup in Leopardstown, that uh, was very impressive. Uh, but for a bit of value for your listeners, uh, the horse that was second to him in Leperstown uh, that day was a horse called Statler of Willie Mullins. Uh, he, he stayed on very, very strongly uh, over three miles on a flat track in Leperstown. He was closing the gap all the way to the line on Galloping the Champs. He was only five or six lengths down by the time he got to the winning post. Uh, I think the extra two furlongs in Cheltenham, uh, the softer ground and the hill, will give him a way better chance of closing that gap and uh, I think Statler is going to be good value there at an each way price for someone uh, I don't think Gallopin de Champs is good value he's too short in the market for me but uh, at an each way price I think Statler is very very interesting Just to finish up on that point you touch on the weather there's a lot of talk about the rain that's falling and, and it's still to fall coming this week then that could potentially turn as the, as the week goes on and maybe bring others into contention in, in certain races Definitely uh, Sure, we've gone through uh, six weeks or eight weeks of unbelievably dry weather, and so we're we're talking about horses that have ran in Ireland on reasonably good ground. The Dublin Racing Festival in Leopardstown was all ran on good ground. All horses from Ireland won't be after encountering the soft ground that they're going to meet in Cheltenham uh, this year yet. You know, so we're, we're we're judging betting and judging form and judging races on horses that have ran on good ground. Uh, the reports from the track there this morning, they have had uh, 20 mil of rain, so the ground's gone soft. And if the rain continues, it could even be soft and heavy by the opening race tomorrow. So that'll, that'll be very interesting. That, that'll turn the markets and it'll, it'll turn form. Horses will handle soft ground a lot better than other horses maybe that have beaten them here in Ireland on nice ground rather than Leopardstown and these tracks up, up the country that'll be kind of dry tracks. And so we've been racing on nice ground, so we're producing form on nice ground. Our horses are going to be a little bit out of sea now uh, when they when they meet the soft ground and the hill over in Cheltenham. So of course, yeah, there's going to be there's going to be upsets. There always is. Well, Derek, we wish you the very best to look over there for the week, and thanks for taking the time to talk to us on what is the start of a very busy couple of days ahead for you, and uh, all the best for what's to come.